like to just share a really quick devo related to the resolutions. All, always, all the time, people start making resolutions on, on, on day one after the, uh, the year finish, right? So I was reading something that it kind of make me also, or make it related with the, the title, the topic of this sermon. And it is that uh, a woman asked her husband why he was sprinkled sugar on the pillow on the New Year's Eve. And he say, well, I want to start a year with sweet dreams. <laughs> so the, rela- the correlation with the, t- with the title, with the topic of this is that sometimes we have these assumptions that when we think if we're doing this a specific situation or, or this type of things, it's going to create something in my life. And not necessarily is going to work, work that way unless you are 100% sure that God is in your life, that Jesus Christ is with you, the Holy Spirit is with you, helping you to make that hope that you have in your life or the new resolution that you have in your life. Resolutions sometimes are false expectations because we are trying to get into the level of something that is, might be out of our hands. So... The first thing that I want to share with you guys is that we need to start looking in a moderation where, uh, way. We have to change one behavior at a time. We have to converse with other people, friends, uh, coworkers, or maybe uh, wife, girlfriend, husband, and talk with them about those new plans. Don't get frustrated. Things are going to be against those expectations. Ask always for support if you need that support. In this type of environment that I'm talking, it's all related to Christianity. It's going to be all related to Jesus Christ. So, in other words, always start knowing your limitations. Don't try to set a goal that it might be going to be too big for you. And I mean like over here in the earth and the body and the flesh. For God, there's no limitations. You can ask, you can wish anything, and he can help you provide everything. Um, Always try to go one step at a time. Always converse with the Holy Spirit. Don't get frustrated with your emotions. And always ask support to Jesus Christ to help you to, to get those expectations that you have in your life. Right now, the first thing that I want to point out is having hope. What kind of hope do you have for the new year? What kind of expectations do you have for the new year? When we're talking about the hope, I'd like to go to Romans 15, 13. Romans 15, 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you might overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Pay attention to that, how that verse starts. Made the God of hope. He's the God of hope. If you need the hope in your life, he's the, he's the answer. He's the person, oh, sorry, he's the power God that he will help you to get that or gather that hope that you need in your life. Also pay attention when it says, so that you might overflow with hope. So he's telling you two things over here. Number one, joy and peace as you trust in him. How we can trust in God. 
after the 2022, maybe it was a little bit rough. How will you trust in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit when maybe some things was not quite right when you maybe or what you were expecting in 2022? The Word of God is telling you He's the God of hope. We need Him in our life. We need to understand that if you trust in Him, joy and peace are coming. And there, joy and peace will be with you. And that will create the hope through the Holy Spirit in your life. What I'm telling you is, you guys already know me, like I always like try to point out some things that we, that we can do here in the earth, in the, in the meanwhile we are here in this flesh, in this body. And whatever you can do, God will support you, okay? So in order to trust in him, you need to have joy and peace. The joy and the peace, mind or peaceful in your life, that's something that you can control in your life because those things are emotional. The emotion is going to be with you. It's going to be in your body. So you, you have to control those. If you control those things, trust are coming, and then the God of hope will be manifesting in your life. Who say amen? Amen. Now, the expectations. Expectation, we have to be careful with that. This is going to maybe going to sound a little bit weird. I don't know. Uh, I learned this a while ago with some pastors and leaders. And leaders, and, and, and it really it makes sense. And again, because the priority over here is that we can protect ourselves. You are in this body, in this flesh. Holy Spirit is, is with you. You have the Spirit of God also. You have, uh, you have the Spirit in you. And you have to learn how to control the emotions in order to to be in control in the spiritual way, in a spiritual environment. If we can get to that level, which I know is, is, is really difficult because we are in the flesh, and the flesh likes stuff outside of the environment, which is the world, and it's also getting attacked by the enemy. We have that fight every day. But if we can control those things, those emotions, we can be really in that world of the spiritual from God, which is the real life, is the real world that we're supposed to be. Sometimes expectations are based on human goals or achievements and not God's purpose. When they are God's purpose, they will be fulfilled for sure since God is not the son of man to lie nor a man to repent of what he say. Now, when they are human, they can be manifest by vanity or selfishness and therefore guided by the flesh of the enemy to achieve frustration, discouragement, and hopelessness in us. This, therefore, creates doubt, confusion, separation with God, and we see him as the culprit. This, in other words, is what the Bible refers to as wandering. Did I pronounce that correct? Okay, if not, let's go to Genesis 4.12. Genesis 4.12, it says, When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be restless wanderer on the earth. That's the word that I want to point it out, wanderer. All those things, those expectations, when we have expectations in our life and they're not fulfilled, 
those discouragements, hopelessness, frustration are coming in our life. And that's what we need to protect. We need to protect our emotions. Because those emotions can get to the level of depression, if you want to name it that, or, or other stuff. The, the enemy wants to go over there. He wants to do those things. He wants to attack those areas in your life in order to get to you and get separation to God. That's his goal. Now, our responsibility is try to manage those frustrations, discouragement, and hopelessness that happen in our life. In order to do that, then what is your expectations? How you are controlling that? How you are managing those, those expectations? Are you really setting an expectation reachable, achievable? Or are we really are just setting expectations that then when they not happen because they're not in the purpose of God, then we get to those discouragements, get sad, frustrated, mad, and maybe we start blaming God. I thought this, this one, it was your purpose. I thought, but maybe not. Maybe it's your purpose. Maybe it's your flesh that won those things. But we need to, we need to pray to God and, and, and make sure that we know what is the expectation and purposes of God in our life in order to then set the expectation. And we know for sure he's not man to lie or son of man to, to repent to what he said in the scripture. If he say that, he will, he will make it happen in our life. We trust in that. We we know that that will happen in our life. So this story in Genesis 4.12 is talking about Cain and Abel. You guys already know the story. We have Cain, um, first son. Uh, he, he was taking care, uh, I'm sorry about uh, the English. <laughs> uh, he was taking care of, of the animals, if I can say it that way. Thank you. Um, but then you have the Abel, his brother, that he was taking care of the land. God looks Abel first offer offering better than Cain, right? But the problem over here is that Cain have expectations that he will get a better gift or benefits from God because he sets the wrong expectations. And what happened? He finally decided to kill his brother. And that's what God is telling him in 4.12, when you work the ground, you will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be restless wanderer on the earth. And that's going to be the conclusion. That's going to be the result, the resolution of setting wrong expectations in our life. We will be wanderer in the earth. And that's the goal of the enemy. The enemy wants to do that, do that in your life, but it's our responsibility to set ex expectations that they are aligned with the purpose of God. And when those expectations, if they're not aligned with the purpose of God, and they are aligned based on your flesh, and you're not seeing the results that you're expecting, those frustrations, you have to manage it. Don't get into the level of the enemy, because the enemy wants to destroy you doing that. Restoration. The other point that I want to talk about today is Restoration. 2022 already passed, right? There's some things that happened that you might be, uh, again, you're not agree with that, or maybe you're frustrated, or maybe also, you, I don't know, you're not happy. God will restore your life. God will restore what he will need to restore what happened in 2022. Ecclesiastes uh, 3.15. The Bible says, whatever 
is, has already been, and what will be has been before. And God will call the past to account. This is a, a word that is, it really uh, ministered in my life because that was the word that God gave me uh, before he restored my relationship with my father. And that word, it become real. And I know it will, it will be real in everyone's life if you really believe it and apply it in your life. God told me, I will restore your family based on this word. I will restore your relationship with your dad based on, on this word. Whatever is, has already been, already passed, right? What we can do? We cannot go to the past and fix it. We just need to deal with the things that happen, protecting our emotions and controlling them in order to be in connection with God and the Holy Spirit. Future is still open. It's just depending on us, how we react or how we make the right decisions. Jeremiah 15, 19 says, Therefore, this is what the Lord says. If you repent, I will restore you that you might serve me. If you utter worthy, not worthless words, you will be my spokesman. Let these people turn to you, but you must not turn to them. I can't say anything else on that one. It's really, it's really powerful for me. God is so good that when he stipulates these words in the Bible, and you just say it, proclaim it, it will create a powerful environment in your life. Believe it. Just trust in the, in the Lord. He will make those changes in your life. Uh, the other point that I want to talk about is the time. Time, because we get to January 1st today, and then resolutions, right? We, oh, let's, let me lose, lose weight. Let me start doing some workout. I want to I wanna be, you know, looking in shape and good. Uh, let me stop eating this so that way I can get a better health. Let me stop doing this and that and that. And then everything is created also based on the time environment that we're living. And that's creating also a little bit of pressure on us. Time. The time is determined uh, a period during which an action is performed or an event takes place. Also, the definition in, in, in the Bible of time is when and also time definition is, is really interesting. It's, it says anxiety. Because time creates that anxiety that you want to get it done before time or you want to get it done right now, but it's not like that. You have to make it work. So you have to be careful how the time is manipulating your life. If we go into the mythological, if I'm correct, um, history about Kronos and about Kairos, that's two gods that uh, Greeks create, and, and based on that, we create the, what we call right now the time clock and everything like that. Kronos, um, according to this, again, mythological uh, story, it says that he feels so, so um, bad to get the replacement from his sons that he eat them live. So they, they, 
the learning experience over here, it is that don't let the time eat your life. Because, again, Kronos, if you are just living by the time, the physical time over here in the earth, you have to be careful that's not creating anxiety in your life. Once again, that will affect your emotion. Once again, the devil wants to get over there. So that way he can destroy you. That way he can separate you from God. God wants you to understand that he don't have time. Ecclesiastes. Let's go again over there. This is a good one. I love it. Uh, let's go to 14. Okay, sorry. Let's go from 9. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He's, he has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet, no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. So he put eternity in your heart. Okay. So he put eternity in your heart. What does that mean? Don't live in the time of the earth. Wait for God's time, which he have eternity. It doesn't have a beginning. It doesn't have an end. That is the definition of eternity. It's eternal. Your heart is eternal. Which, if you're living by the heart, again, protecting your emotions, connection with God, everything will happen in his time. Don't rush it. Just wait his time. It's going to happen. Anyway, it's going to happen. What it says the Bible? The Bible says, Isaiah 40, 31. But those who trust in him will renew their strengths from him. They will fly like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not get tired. His love does not end. And every morning he renews his goodness. And that's related with waiting on him. Wait on God. Be silent before the Lord. And wait patiently on him. Do not be irritated by the success of others. Of those who plot evil plans. Again, the whole Bible is just going and going and going. Telling you um, principles that you can apply in your natural life right now here in order to control the spirit that is inside of you so that way you can keep connection with God. Simple as that. Eh, not simple. I know. I know. The flesh sometimes is, yeah. The flesh like the world stuff. And again, that's the enemy. And the enemy wants to get into there to create those things. Forget the past. Philippians 3, 13, 14. I don't think I have done it, done it myself yet. Rather, I do one thing, forgetting what lies behind me and striving for what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize God offers through his heavenly calling in Jesus Christ. Hope for future. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know very well the plans I have for you, says the Lord, 
plans for well-being and not for calamity in order to give you the future and hope. That's it. <laughs> that will cover everything. His plans are bigger than ours. His plans, he already know what's going to do with you. We just need to learn and trust in him. He will show you his glory, his favor. Everything in 2023 will be great. Believe it. Trust it. Proclaim it. Everything will be fine. If something happened, just try to control those frustrations and emotions. They might be not aligned with God's purpose. If they are, then we need to learn how to control that, that, those emotions that is not going to be destroying you, your life, your family, your friends, your coworkers. No one. So that way you can keep connection with God. God is so good, so amazing, that he will restore everything from 2022. That he will give you a blessing and show you great things in 2023. Believe it. Just trust it. The God of hope will make it happen. And God is good all the time. His goodness is renewed day by day. The word of God says in Lamentations 3, 22 to 24, the great love of the Lord never ends. And his compassion never runs out. Every morning his goodness is renewed. Very great is his fidelity. Therefore I say the Lord is all I have. In him I will wait. And we're going back and close with this one. Ecclesiastes 3. God want me to, uh, again, I, I get a ministration on this one because uh, God just remind me uh, that's the re restoration that happened in my life. And I want to make sure that you guys also uh, get blessed with that. The restoration is going to happen. Just trust. It's going to happen. Believe it. Proclaim it. Three, one says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. I might be once to do it before, I don't know, two, three years, four years, whatever years it was. But it happened like maybe in around 16 or, or 17 years. The restoration with my dad. Just wait for God's time. You guys already know that the Bible says that maybe one day for God is what? Thousands? And then thousands like one? Who knows? But he will do it. His plans are there. He's going to make it happen. Just believe it and trust it. And you can go there, two, three, four, five, and then uh, through, through eight. And he's talking to you about time to born, time to die, and so go on. The last one, 14, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. Amen? Amen. God have a purpose on that. He knows he will do it. You have an eternity in your heart. Believe it. Trust it. I know it's going to be tough. I know. I know. Romans 7 and 8 is talking about the, the, the fighting that we're having in a daily basis with, with our flesh. 
because we want to do other things here with other people that may be affecting us, that may be offending us, maybe things that happened in your life in the past and still need to be healed, everything. But it's based on the flesh. It's not based on God, purpose in the heart, in the eternal heart that you have right now in you. That he set it up, is there. And that's why he's just waiting for us to, to make the right decision, to use that heart, eternal heart, for his benefit, for your benefit, for the purpose of God to be accomplished in your life. And that can happen just trusting in him. Joy and peace is in you. <laughs> he do it with a lot of people. He will do it with you. He will continue doing it with me, with everyone. Let's just continue. Blessing everyone. Do the best that you can. I know God will continue giving you the support and the Holy Spirit. Once again, this year is going to be great. Just keep proclaiming it. Just keep saying it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be good. My family, everyone, it's going to be great. New opportunities. And whatever negative happened last year, he will restore it. He will change it for good. That's what he said in the word. And he's not gonna he's not a liar. Thank you, God, for this time. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for giving us your word. Thank you for all the blessings that you're doing in us. Um, we declare that that you will give us the new opportunity, the new creation on 2023, understanding the, the heart that you already give, given to us or that you gave to us, uh, the new creation that you will do in us, like your word says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. So we believe in that word. We believe and trust that, that, that you will create something amazing this year for us. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for my brothers here. Thank you for my coworkers. Thank you for the work that you led me to have to, to bless my family. Thank you for my family. Thank you for everything. That's it. Thank you for everything. And we, we want to continue keeping that joy and, and, and peace in our heart, in our mind, to continue believing that you are the God of hope in us. Continue blessing everyone. If something happened that is not according our expectations, please help us. Help us to control our emotions. Help us to control the frustration. Holy Spirit, please be with us all the time. If your presence is not going to be with us, don't move me. Don't let me go to anywhere. Just be with me all the time. Please, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, please don't leave. We like to do the communion this morning. Um, Chris, uh, Chris is going to help us. So, thank you.
It's on? Praise the Lord. Many blessings that the Lord has bestowed upon us, right? Countless blessings, as John has spoken about, how to look forward with great anticipation, with great joy. And so I'm going to read the word and then give you a very brief message. And it's going to be a little bit out of the ordinary, I think, for many of you. I'm not going to do the traditional thing that we normally do to read from 1 Corinthians. So let's stand, let's read the word, and let's receive what God has for us. Do we have that scripture? Matthew 26. 